Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. On this episode of the Town Tailgate, the Padres fall to the bottom of the NOS standings, why we think that is happening, and how they can make up the ground on the Dodgers. A uh, new young star is arising in San Francisco. Let's see if he has any impact on the young regime coming up there. And the Yankees, just a lot going on with the Yankees. Pitcher gets suspended and Judge potentially stealing some signs. Then with A's news, an update on Mason Miller's injury. Uh, Esther Ruiz keeps on being hot with his bat and Nick Allen. Maybe he found his bat. It's all coming up next. Coming to you live from Studio 54 in El Segundo, California. I'm Chris Madrigal. This is the Towns LA Podcast. Along with me is my partner in crime, Julio Renoso. Hey, Julio. How's it going today? I'm battling through depression because the Golden State Warriors are gone. First topic of the day, Golden State Warriors. Johnny Kaminga, is he in or is he out? It's like the the Jimmy Fallon, uh, the Jimmy Fallon and Ben Affleck. Dude, I love that. I I watched that back uh, recently. The Jimmy Fallon and Ben Affleck like radio host uh, skit. That shit is so fucking funny. I, I was and, also like, I love how Jimmy. They're like trying to make each other laugh, and they both do like multiple times in that skit. I was thinking you were doing uh, Will Ferrell doing Harry Carey for a second. It's a little bit of both. Yeah. Well, bold. because they like they kind of sound like that, don't they? I feel like they kind of sound like that. Old time radio. I also listened to the Always Sunny podcast recently, and Charlie Day opened up the podcast like that, and it was just like he did it a lot more funny because he's a comedian and I'm not, but it was pretty fucking good. Yeah, always. <sighs> still just you're I'm still not just even, pissed. I'm so, not okay, even like... so for, so so the listener. Okay, so welcome to Talent Tailgate podcast, part of the Fan First Podcast Network. Uh, follow us at Talent Tailgate, and you know that I'm Chris. That's who you guys know us. Anyway. Had to open the podcast. Uh, so right before we started this, we're watching the Lakers and and uh, Nuggets game on my TV in my um, in Studio Fifty Four in El Segundo, um, and uh, we're just like talking about how depressed we are with with the Warriors and how we're gonna try and fix them. So it's just it's all over Julio's face. It's it's not even that I'm ups- I'm not. It, it's not that I'm mad. I'm disappointed to see how they went out. Yeah. That's what's disappointing about it. Like, they went out like 
that with just clank after clank after clank. Yeah, losing by 20 to 30 points or whatever the fuck it was. I was at a bachelor party when I watched that, and we all just, like, it was just, we gave up at at the beginning of the fourth quarter, and we're like, all right, cool, it's time to start drinking. And then me and Xavier went to the bar, because we went to another bar after that, and we just sat at the bar. Like, everybody, all the rest of the the bachelor party was at our table that we had set up next to like this pool tables in this bar me and xavier went to go get shots and we just sat at the bar for 20 minutes and just talked about like what went wrong that's how like that's just how much it's a blank 182 uh the b-side what went wrong you hate me you hate me but like it's also just like losing to the lakers made it 10 times worse too the worst part was like i was in carmel and uh, I like you know what are you doing, Car- in Carmel? Uh, went up there, friend Whitney's uh mom's like birthday slash mother's thing. It was oh, lit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, dude, I was yeah. like wine drunk most of the day. I was yeah, eating bro. bomb food. It was awesome. There's no, there's something different about being wine drunk, especially in the sun. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. it was fantastic. It was excellent. But um, I was we were getting to sit down for a restaurant, and I heard a waitress go, "Go Lakers," and I'm like, "I'm in Northern California right now. Why am I hearing that?" And mm. like, it just. You know what? The one thing that made me feel better, the new Zelda. Lakers that's are been a taking my brand, time, bro. Yeah, it's true. That's true. Yeah, how is New Zelda? Jesse was talking about it all weekend. Oh, I can't wait to see Jesse and talk about it with him tonight. Uh, it's awesome. It's yeah. Uh, whatever you could just whatever ideas you have, or whatever you want to build in there, it's just because Jesse, Sean, and my buddy Rob are all um, DS like or not DS. Sorry, Switch gamers. Switch. And, yeah, they were talking about the new Zelda, and Rob was like, yeah, I'm not going to be doing anything for three weeks. Oh, it was killing me this whole past weekend because I made the decision to not play until I got home because mm. I wanted to, my first experience that I wanted on our TV. Yeah. So I had the Switch with me, but I was just like, I, I couldn't do it, but now I'm, I'm all You didn't want to use, like, the handheld one? To yeah, not, not, my, my, not my first impression of the game to be on this little screen. I wanted to. Do you have a 4K TV? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So like our, it's a game like a sixty-five inch TV at home. Yeah. 65, 70, you know, it's, it's not about size, but you know. I feel like four K <laughs> is necessary for gaming because of oh, yeah. like the special effects. But like, uh, Larry, because me and Larry share a YouTube TV um, subscription, he wants to do like the four K for this, and I'm like, and he's like, why? He's like, think about how cool it'd be during football season. And I'm just like, four K for sports is like not that cool. It's really not that much of an upgrade. You're not. It's not changing the viewing experience that much. Yeah, something special, but... All right, we can go back to baseball. Um, back to baseball! All right, so uh, let's start with the big three. Um, Tim Hudson on the big three. like how I do this every week now? And Yeah, it's yeah. yeah. Okay, all right. Okay, appreciate I don't it. don't care. Um, uh, the Padres, they're bad. What's going on? They're 2-9 and nine in their last couple weeks um, since, the, since the Kershaw meme came out and uh, went viral. Um, they lost the Royals. Two of three to the Royals. Yeah, lost a series to the Royals, which is pretty bad when you lose the Royals. We even beat the Royals. We suck. Um, so the Kershaw meme for question. If did you see what what the whole thing was about? Yeah. So yeah. they showed a picture of. But explain to the audience. Yeah. Hey, audience. It's me, Julio, explaining stuff to you. Um, during the uh, Padres series, uh, uh, Dodgers Padres a couple weekends ago, they knocked Kershaw out of the game. Matt Chapman just hit a game to – oh, it fell. Sorry, we have a game going on the side. Uh, they knocked Kershaw out of the game, and then they posted the crying Jordan meme, but with Clayton Kershaw's – In the stadium. Uh, in the stadium yeah. with Clayton Kershaw's face on it. Ever since then, they're 2-9. and nine. Don't yeah. poke the Bears. 
everybody should know this by now. Yeah. Uh, here are some uh, fun stats to list off for you regarding the Padres' offense. They're currently batting 196 in runners in scoring position. Holy shit. That's worst in baseball. Oh, man. Uh, they are 208 batting average with runners on base. That's worst in baseball. They have it sounds sh- like the A's in 2021 at the second half of the season. They have struck out 108 times with runners in scoring position, most in Major League Baseball. 18 strikeouts with runners on third base, most in baseball. And then uh, they have a 42.1% K rate with bases loaded, highest in the K National rate. That League. That sounds fancy. Yeah, K rate. Um, my first initial thought of this was because, you know, Bowmel, we've, we've obviously seen him for such a long time. Yeah. Is, his teams historically always start slow. They always start slow for some weird reason. Mm-hmm. And then I looked at the calendar, and it's May 18th. So there is a lot uh, of explaining to start going on. The 2021 A's started 0-13. Oh, God. No, that was that 2021 to 2022. I thought that was 21. Either way, we know that he has a history of bad lineups, and, um, or just bad starts. What the heck? Like, what's go- Manny Machado has been very underperforming, and now he's going to be out on and off for a little bit of time because he has a, uh, I think, a minor break in his hand. Uh, Tatis is back. He looked pretty hot for a little bit of time. He looks bad he's- defensively. Yeah, he's made. He I makes- watched him yesterday make two errors in back-to-back innings, like bad ones. He- like a ball was rolling. Like a ball hit midfield and rolled in the outfield, which is easy just to scoop. Swing, throw, and he misses the scoop, and it just rolls past him. And he has his arm is cool. That's the thing we'll see all the time, but it hasn't. Uh, it doesn't mean anything if you can't field the ball properly. And, well, I mean, they're eight games back from the Dodgers now. That's how much this this loss streak like fucked them. Do you? The Giants have a better record. Oof. Do you think this is a real thing? Do you think no, this is? Fine. Well, well, well. What gives you the confidence? Is it just because they have of so the, much the, the guys? talent? Yeah, yeah. Just because these are the guys. I mean, their pitching's not good either. You Darvish was terrible yesterday. It is a. I don't. I'm not as high on this rotation as other people have. I mean, been. Snell's washed. It is weird. He he had games. a he had a yeah. stint last year that kind of saved his season that made him like pretty good, and then he was good in the playoffs. But he's been terrible so far this season. I mean, he hasn't been the guy since some Tampa must have knew. I mean, we all like criticized Tampa when they traded him, but like they must have knew something because he's fallen off since he left. But I think he's just past his prime. I don't think he's bad. I just think he's past his prime. He's on the downhill now, so he's still going to be a good starter. But is he going to be their ace? No. Is he going to be a Cy Young winner? Will he ever get back to that? Form? No, but you Darvish is that guy still. He is still in his prime. He just had a bad. He's had a bad couple starts. That doesn't help the situation either. Michael Walker had a great start the other night. He had a no hitter going for seven innings. Dude, their bullpen um, several too. I had Martinez on my on my because uh, he used to get holds like crazy and holds are a save now in our fantasy league. He's been terrible. His ERA is, was like eleven. I had to get rid of him. I dumped him for Jesse Chavez. I think former Oakland great. Former Uncle Jay. There we go. I, I I do agree that they'll bounce back. I think the Dodgers have proven a lot to everybody that it's like it doesn't matter who's in this this team. 
they're they're a machine. So like I we've think we've talking... proven who we thought they were. Yeah, but we've been talking about their farm system for for. Why are you banging your thighs? So I was doing that. They are who we thought they were. Oh, I thought you were upset with what you said, and I was like, we let him off the hook. You said it fine. Um. Uh, the Dodgers. We've been talking about their farm system for years, though. So it's like people freak out when they don't when they lost. I including me. I criticize them. They lost these big players in the offseason and. They didn't sign anybody major. Uh, they missed out on like Korea and all that stuff. But they have all this talent that's like been ready for years, and it's like all right. And then they find guys like Trace Thompson out of nowhere. Um, he was always there in our hearts, Chris. He was. He was one always- one thing that um they should be a little concerned is Arizona is really good this year, so like they're gonna have to trump them. Um, so that's interesting. Yeah. Um, Sneaky good. Yordas Guriel, like, demolished Dude. days this week. <laughs> what? <laughs> Just Dude. every time, like, God, this guy was. Is that Yuri's younger brother? Yeah. Yeah. Or Yuli. Or Yuli. They look exactly y- alike. Yeah. Just different hair. That's yeah. how you know they're different. It's 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 going to be interesting. It seems like, um, I was, shout out to Tim Wiseman. He's also in, oh, he's in first place in our league, just the Dodgers. Uh, lifelong Dodgers fan and we were kind of talking about this whole new Dodgers Padres beef and how Padre fans have been pretty nasty for a lot of these games in Petco and he brought up a good point and he's like this happens all like he's like this has been non-stop for the last 10 years of the Dodgers being the team they are now which is like a team NLS team gets hot for a little bit they become a rivalry for a couple of years that team falls off the Dodgers still there and all these team starts Plays well again. That's a good point. And, you know, it was the, the Giants a couple of years ago. It fell off. And then there was a short time where the D-backs were in the mid-2010s when they jumped in the pool. D-backs and the Rockies. Yeah, fell off. So right now we're just in the Padres phase. But if things don't start changing for them, that Diamondbacks phase is going to start coming up much faster than we think. I think they'll be fine, man. I think, I mean, I could see three teams in this division make the playoffs. But I think they'll be fine. I they have too much talent. It's like at the end of the day, especially with baseball, like talent trumps everything. And we talk about their manager all, all the time. Cause he's a former A's manager, but and he, I, he'll yeah. figure it out. I have enough faith. And I think we, I think we've, we've seen it. We've seen it for years yeah. with Bowmel where like he, at the end of the day, will get, figure out the right thing to get this team back on track. Mm. My only concern with this, and then this will be my last thing is that, I don't think he's – I don't know how he will react with it of players of this magnitude that he's never had before. He's never had multiple potential for, like, Hall of Famers Yeah, but he always – um, I think he's really good at identifying the leader in the clubhouse and empowering that person. And Manny's a, Manny's a good leader, dude. He's definitely – he's – And I think he's pr- he proved that last year. He kind of led that team through the playoffs, and he's, he's matured – now I don't know. It's different. I mean, like again, Bowmel is really good at that. He he identifies who the leader in the clubhouse is and he powers them. And he like, you know, Mark like Marcus and there was Johnny Gomes back in the day and there was you know all all these like do this the list forever. All all these guys who have stepped up. So I I think it'll be fine. Manny matured though. That wasn't good. All right, we're gonna move on to the next, next one. Uh, also we gotta remember that um. Uh, Tony Gosselin's back too, so like that Dodger pitching has like stepped it up. But now level. they're losing Dustin May. Fair point. 
Um, all right, Julio, what's next? The unstoppable Mark Mulder. Mark Mulder, this rotation. Hey, Giants fans, guess what? We have positive things to say about your team. You get one a month, and this time it is the unstoppable rookie. That is Casey Schmidt. Uh, shortstop for the San Francisco Giants has uh, been lighting up the diamond since he's been called up a couple weeks ago. Where and has um, Brandon Crawford been playing? Sorry, I don't watch a lot of Giants games because they suck. I think, was it, hasn't he been hurt? Cool. Yeah. Well, look, it doesn't matter where he's playing. I'm sure I'm sure Casey's jumped over the place. But uh, he has been an absolute tear since he was called up. He's batting over 400 over the last few weeks. Here's some pretty insane stats that were listed so off Farhan by Yahoo. So Farhan actually did something and, and found a prospect, huh? Yeah, there you go. Way to go, Farhi. I had a... Oh, sorry, finish this and then I'll tell you the story. Uh, Casey Schmidt is the second MLB player to have at least eight hits, four RBIs, four runs scored over the first three career games. The only other player to ever do that is the East Bay legend himself, Joe DiMaggio. We don't know him from anything else. Yeah, he might have been played some baseball, but he is a native East Bay. He's got a street in Antioch. He's from the East Bay? Hmm? Where? I think he's from Oakland. Dude, Here, married the hottest girl in the world. That's He's ugly, too. I never understood that. He's got some fucked up teeth. <laughs> he had some fucked up teeth. Just saying. Uh, but Marilyn Monroe, I mean, she was jumping around. Martinez. Everywhere. Oh, sick. not not Chris Martinez, but he's from in Giuseppe Palo de Maggio. Nice. <clears throat> I mean, it's the Yankees and it's the Italian that I assumed New York, but that's cool. Um. Anyway, uh, what was I gonna say about the Giants? Oh, so this past weekend I was with a bunch of Giants fans, and I was like sitting down and I was asking them, so like. I was like, how, so what What are your feelings towards, like, Farhan? Because, like, I have some serious thoughts and criticisms. And they all agree. He's – they're tired of him. Like, they, that one season was fantastic, the 100-whatever wins. and But, like, it's just such an outlier. They all had career years that year. And it's just like he hasn't done jack fucking shit since then. So they're just like – like, missing on Joey Bart. I guess Joey Bart was there before he came in. But, like, I don't know. It's just so many things. And, and hearing their frustration just gave me so much satisfaction. <laughs> That's all. It's like, yeah. I just liked hearing their frustration. Yeah, I just wanted to point that out. Uh, but it's it's kind of interesting because, like, you know, I think it's easier for us to hate on the Giants because of just years of animosity towards them. Um, and a lot of these contracts they have right now are pretty mid level there's nobody they're really paying over the top for the highest paid contract for now is 18 mil a year with michael conforto he's been decent so he's far. been good yeah um so i, I would i don't want to say that the giants deserve to win because again haters in us uh they never deserve a win in our heart but i think they do deserve a little bit of something because of we have so many loved ones that are Giants fans. And even it's just a little bit of hope for them, sure. And let's be real. When was the last great, legitimately great Giants prospect who got to the bigs, the show they did it? Buster Posey? Buster. And that was 14 Brandon years Webb. ago. Brandon Webb was a was Brandon a Webb? 
Was a high, he was a high uh, draft pick or a high draft pick? Yeah, Brandon Webb. Uh, Webb, whatever the fuck is the first name is. Logan Webb. Logan Webb. Sorry. Oh, not like, not Brandon Webb from the Diamondbacks. Um, I was also thinking of that quarterback. Wasn't there a New York Giants quarterback, Joe um, Webb? No, it was. Um, I know you're talking about. It was. Um, he he played for Cal. That's why how I know. But anyway, it doesn't matter. Keep going. Uh, um, Logan Webb. Logan Webb wasn't he a high draft pick? I thought he was. I mean, this the jury's out on him though. So, all right, Casey Schmidt. Let's see where he was drafted. He was drafted in the second round. So, like, he's a he's a pretty high prospect, I would say. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It's yeah. it's. I'm wondering if the when what year was he drafted? Actually, 2020. Hold on. 2020 from San Diego State. He's a college guy, so that's typically about two years is typically what happens for college guys. And I'm thinking for oh from Chula Vista. Hey oh oh qué bueno mm-hmm. Chula Vista andale. Um, Stayed local became and went to San Diego State Aztecs. I think as Farhan deserves a ton of shit. He deserves it from everybody from every corner for how the Chris situation was handled. To how whiffing on Aaron Judge to, uh, you know, some of these kind of boneheaded contracts that were kind of tossed out over the last few years, thinking they can try to replicate 2021. But I think seeing someone like Casey Schmidt, who was drafted in 2020, if he can actually show that, like, look, he might not be the eye when it comes to actual develop, like, a uh, professional or guys who are veteran players. Maybe his talent is going to be more towards the prospect side of things. Then I think the Giants but, fans are going to say that's a win. Then why doesn't he do that though? Like he could have done that last year and he didn't. Instead, he like went for it and like made some trades to try to get some players and make a run. Even though like the Padres just started coming on there and they had all that talent and the Dodgers were dominating that division. Like why not just like wave the white flag? at the end of July and like try and get some prospects in the building. So you have a higher chance. Like as, as much as we hate uh, Billy Bean and David Forrest for selling, you know, the guys that we love, you know, the Matt Olson's and the Matt Chapman's for prospects, you know, when you're trying to rebuild a team, that is the best strategy because you're giving yourself a higher percentage of a star in the future. It's like, yes, we drafted Tyler Soderstrom. Who knows if his talent will translate to the big leagues? We don't know that. We hope that, but we don't know that. So if you get other guys that are high prospects, it just ups your chance of getting some star power. You, like, does that, that, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so that that's what I'm trying to say, but we haven't seen that from far and he hasn't done that, which doesn't make any sense to me because his, his mentor is Billy Bean, the guy who, does nothing but that i'm just wondering too if the ghost of the championship teams still kind of lingers with this team with this franchise and i don't that, think it does because no one's showing up to the ballpark so well, obviously not, they not, don't well, care. Not, the, not for the fan wise oh. of course but i'm just saying in the front office you know having you know, you know that team's gone it's only brandon crawford now at this mm. point but I, I wonder if that was lingering for a little bit of just like maybe these guys still have something where can they forget but it why out. would that linger why would it linger like to try and sell season tickets begin the season to get people hey guess what brandon bell he's still here remember him he, and, he was on those championship teams and i think it's also just like um 
Or the owners just like has an emotional attachment to them. I think if people, well, I think it's not just the owner. I think it's just the teams. Cause like, I hate to say this, but like, if knock on wood, if this is it for these Warriors teams, we're going to be having that same sort of sentiment. It's going to be hard to watch these guys like. It's completely different. But yeah, well, yeah, it's going Steph Curry is not. No, like Steph, but it's like, it's going to be hard because there's, there's going to be a time in these next couple of years where like, Clay's going to be gone. Draymond's gonna be yeah. gone. It's and it's like even if it's on another team, if they're like forced to retire, like it's we're gonna have that same hard feeling. Like, well, Steph's there, so maybe we can get a little bit of something. So like with the Giants, it seemed like they mm. kind of had that little dilemma where it's like, well, fuck it, this is Buster's last year. We're gonna go all out this year. Um, and you realize we're t- we're totally getting far off from highlighting Casey Schmidt, and it's awesome <laughs> that he's <laughs> he's had this awesome start. Um, and I I. You know, I low key hope that he continues this, but it, I think it's going to be, it's not really more of a testament to how good of a player he's been in this system so far. It's more of a testament of like, is this where Farhan and his expertise is really going to show through? Is yeah, what, five games these... isn't enough to like figure that out. Remember John, uh, what's his name? John Balker or something like that. He was a, he was on the Giants. He was right after the, Barry Bonds era. He came up the same year and same time as Tim Lincecum. He went off and had like this insane like month run, and then he didn't do shit after that. So I mean, this could be that too. So I don't I don't want to get ahead of myself. Yeah, I see what you mean. I see what you mean. I went to a game where he hit like two home runs. It was like crazy, and I was like, "This guy's better than Barry Bonds." And then a month later, I forgot his name. Guess where his hometown is? Where? Sacramento. Who? John this? Bowker. Bowker. So it is Bowker. Okay, cool. Uh, all right. Last piece, Barry Zito. Um, this is a general conversation about the Yankees because there's a lot of interesting things going on with the Yankees. First off, Herman. Uh, uh, what is Herman's first name? Domingo Herman. Domingo Herman. Uh, not the ace, that's Garrett Cole, but a uh, star pitcher, starting pitcher for the Yankees, uh, was popped for using, um, foreign substances while pitching and he got a 10 game suspension recently. That's about, I think that's the, um, I think 10 game suspension is the, uh, the norm, <clears throat> the norm for that. Yeah. Um, and also this went viral, a video of. Uh, Aaron Judge, who uh, in a game against the Toronto Blue Jays on Monday, um, right before or when he's um, in the batter's uh, box and uh, pitcher is getting his signs and he's about to deliver his pitch, um, Aaron Judge is his eyes are kind of like glancing over to the side. What looks like he's over to the dugout, and uh, right after uh, the announcers for the Blue Jays point that out, he hits. A home run. He had two home runs in that game alone. Um, a lot to be said about that. Um, the I thought the Blue Jays announcers were kind of bringing it up for no reason, but um, you know, make of it what you will. If you think that they're like sign stealing again, um, I doubt that. Um, Especially with the pitch com, it's kind of like not possible. I, I I just think the pitcher was tipping his pitches and he was getting um, signals from the dugout about which which pitch it was because one of the coaches probably pointed like figured it out. Yeah, it 
And um, I think it was pointed out like the day after or later in the evening after that start was that that pitcher was actually a rookie. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of one of those things where just like they rookies out there. I think it was like it might have been his first start, but like probably nervous has a twitch. And when he gets a fastball, he leans one way or something like that. Or when he gets a turns his head or something like that. And yeah, you ever hear the story of just tipping pitches of uh, Randy Johnson? Where uh, he told he told a story where he's like, uh, who's a Eduardo Perez on ESPN? He went up to it one time when he got when during his Hall of Fame induction ceremony, and he was like, "Are you aware your whole career you were tipping one of your pitches?" He's like, "What?" He's like, "Your whole career." He's like, "It was your his slider, I think it was." He's like, "That's I wild." Knew, and he still he's like, "I knew people. you were gonna throw a slider every time." He's like, "Did it matter?" So it's pretty interesting that, like, it really it depends on the person where Randy Johnson's whole career. Um, but it's kind of a – it's it, it's. I think everybody is just so – I don't want to say cautious, but I feel like a lot of people are willing to jump the gun to already point the blame or the fingers like, oh, this person's cheating, this person's cheating because, yeah. of course, the Astros, I think it's all still so fresh with us that, like – any time that there's opportunity where we can kind of make these allegations towards players, like people want to jump on it. And that kind of goes back with the Domingo Herman thing. He has suspended 10 games. This is actually, he's had multiple suspensions now at this mm. point. Uh, he was on uh, the uh, uh, team suspension because he was arrested for domestic abuse. Um, he, there's also a quote from, uh, I believe this is the crew chief of the night. Hoy, James Hoy was the Ahoy? Maybe? Ahoy, Hoy. Uh, but he had said the instant I, the instant I looked at his hand, it was extremely and shiny and extremely sticky. Hmm. It's the stickiest hand I've ever felt. That's just, I mean Pause. that's just an umpire like trying to rationalize to the fans like their decision. My my fingers had a hard time coming off of his palm. Oh yeah, you had a hard time coming, huh? <laughs> um yeah i mean herman i mean just get together bro that's all i gotta say for that one we need to get some of these scherzer got suspended for that shit recently too and the sticky bandit to new york he like flew hey that's a good one and he like threw a a fit and you mean come on bro you just gotta get together um i mean back scherzer's been known to throw a fit or two so yeah yeah like the whole when the substance thing like checks first started happening um, I was listening to, or I was watching Dan Patrick the other day and he was like, he brought up like the ideas like, um, uh, cause the Blue Jays announcers were up in arms about it. And, and he was like, Oh, uh, or one of his producers said, uh, yeah, but there's no, there's no rule against, um, uh, uh, if a pitcher's tipping his pitches, you have to like not pay attention. Like, it's not like they're, sti- they're, they're, completely breaking the rules like the Astros did and uh uh Dan Patrick saying like yeah but it's it's one of the unwritten rules of baseball fuck that dude like if you're tipping your pitches I'm gonna take advantage of that shit so much like just be you I mean that's on you bro that's on you you gotta yeah. you gotta figure that shit out and you gotta fucking fix it like if you want to pitch in the big leagues like come on no I agree I agree it's it's a natural aspect of the game if you're doing something to like truly exploit it where 
They're not using, using technology, technology or, anything. or anything like that. That's a different story. But if you're just like, well, I mean, they, I, they're they're probably using technology, but in the realms of of the rules of baseball, because you know they have their iPads, they can rewatch in the dugout. They're allowed to they're allowed to rewatch footage of their at bats to like see what's going on. And I guarantee, like the pitching coach or something saw something. He's like, or the hitting coach is like, oh shit! And then he's now he's pointing it out to his players. It's, uh, I, it's weird that the Yankees still are like playing well over the last few weeks. I'm trying to pull up their standings in front of me. Why? Because like their rotation's a mess right now. Like Garrett yeah. Cole's Garrett Cole. He's been playing. He's been pitching great this year. But Frankie's not going to be pitching this year. We don't know what's going on with Carlos Rodon. I know the our boys the four trains have been tweeting like, all right, dude, any day now. If you got yeah. what's going on now, you got. Domingo Herman suspended for ten games. Set Luis Severino has still been out. Uh, they're twenty six and twenty seven and three, or they're eight and two in their last ten. Uh, so they've been playing great ball, but it, it's it's kind of improbable, especially with how tough this division is. So I'm gonna give credit where credit is due. I hate that team, but it, they've been outperforming where they should have right now, in my opinion. Yeah, one hundred percent. Because they're cheating. All right, we're gonna end. Uh, oh God, we're gonna end the. Um... Big three with a sports center stat. You ready for a sports center stat, Julio? Da, da, da. Oh, we don't have the rights to it. Can't finish it. Sorry. Don't. No, yeah. You, you know what a sports center? Do you want to get though, right? Yeah, sports it's, center. No, but it. it yeah. Well, do you know what it is? Is it like they have the show like the at the end of a highlight, and they'll be like, "Oh, this is the first time that LeBron James has done this since." But but it, it's it's a just it's a ridiculous stat. It's like. This is the first time first time um a player with the last name James has scored 32 points, oh, yes. 15 rebounds and 3 assists while also shooting 50% from the field and playing on a Tuesday against the Denver Nuggets. Yes. And it's like yes. wow, who was in charge of looking up that stat? So here's a sports center stat for you. Zach Greinke becomes the fifth pitcher in MLB history to strike out a thousand different players. Is that going to be on his Hall of Fame plaque? No. Who cares? All right. We're going to go to a quick break, and we'll be right back to talk about the A's. I thought it was cool. And we're back. Welcome to the Townsend Podcast, where we're going to talk about the Oakland A's, the team that we love to follow and love to complain about, because right now, they suck ass. Julio, your thoughts? Every day just gets a little bit harder. Yeah. But hey, you know what? I got myself to watch two games. Two games, huh? And they won one. Um, good, good for you. All right, so... Um, the A splits this past weekend. Um, they won one of four games against the Texas Rangers. The walk up um, from Brent Rooker, baby. And then, yeah, that, that was actually pretty cool. That was awesome. And then, um, the uh, extra innings win, um, in a three game series against the Arizona Diamondbacks. They won one on Tuesday, extra innings, walk off win, uh, by our boy Esther Rui Ruiz. Um, his third walk off of the season. I want to say it was third. It might have been his second. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's, it, the fact that he has multiple walk offs is pretty interesting. Yeah, he's I been love crushing it. it lately too. Love it. Um, so that was fun. Uh, shit. What was the first story we were talking about? Oh, Nick Allen. He's on a heater. 
Um, finally turned it around. We were complaining about him. We thought we were talking about Jordan Diaz. Jordan Diaz looks like he's going to be more of a um, second baseman who he has been hitting well as well. Um, but Nick Allen, um, hold on, let me put up his pull up his stats. I got um, right in front of me. Uh, Nick Allen, the last week, is batting 375 yeah. over the last two weeks. He's batted 268. Over the last month, he's batting 261. On the season, he is now batting 210. Uh, is that great? No. But he was batting, like I heard it on the broadcast the other day, he was batting like .96 mm-hmm. or .90. It brought and his average up to 200-something. So, yeah, th- th- tremendous improvement. Yeah, I th- Let's see how sustainable this will be. Um, but I think if he can hit like this, if he can hit like two, 250, 260, and play the defense he can, then we don't have to have these conversations anymore about who's playing short. He made the dopest spinning catch or spinning ground ball throw out to first I've ever seen in my life the other day, and it was badass it's okay he makes these he's not a big guy at all i think he's like 5 10 he's super so. short no he's shorter than that dude. he's kind of like a what when you know before you know how they say like cal ripkin broke the mold of what shortstops are like every short he's five eight five jesus christ 166 short pounds king. um well you know how they say like cal ripkin is the one who like broke the mold of like what a shortstop could be because like normally, you know, shortstop were historically the short Scott short Kings and then Cal Ripken and now every shortstop's got to be like six, two or bigger. Yeah. So it's kind of dope that like he is now the, um, he is now like the old school player in a way. Like, uh, like the Pee Wee Reese's. Yeah. Like the, the day. P- yeah. Pee Wee Reese, you know, and, uh, 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 Luis Capsano, uh, Capiano. Capsano? Anyways. Well, by God, guys, if he's a better shortstop than me, he deserves my position. Yeah, that's pretty Pee- much. That's a historical quote from Peter Reese about Jackie Robinson. And then one day we're gonna have your name on the back of everybody's jerseys. That's maybe true. one day. No, he says maybe one day. Well, I'll wear the number forty-two. That's he, a... he was a hick. Um, yeah, he's fun. And I was looking at, <laughs> I was looking at, uh, you know, that play again and just his play in general at shortstop, and. The difference between him and Chapman, because it's hard not to compare. I mean, you, can, you know, compare, you know, our, probably our best defensive player now to our best defensive player in the last um, era. Chapman made these, like, insane plays where you're just like, how the fuck does he do that? Nick Allen, he makes it look so effortless where it's like, I could make that play, but then I can't. You know what I mean? Like, it just, he makes it look so easy. Like, the spinning, the spinning thing that he did. There's no way he should have thrown that ball on on uh, on target. And guess what? It wasn't even a bouncing like catch for for uh, Aguilar at first base. It was just straight to him, like immediately, just a straight catch right to him. Didn't have to stretch or anything like that. It's it just blows my mind how he could do that. It's great. And he's only 24. Yeah, like I keep forgetting that. Like he's still super young. Yeah. He doesn't turn 25 until October. So it's weird. I felt like. The first couple months, it, I think the one thing I'm just getting kind of a little frustrated and not just with this team, I think there's also just myself, of just like, I don't know why our patience level is so low with this team mm-hmm. where we have this expectation. Because like, we only won nine games. Yeah, and like we just want to say, we just need a savior of some sort because mm-hmm. like we've always talked about. And you don't think Ruiz has kind of been that savior though? 
Like Rooker it's, has, but Rooker's on a slump right now, so yeah. not as much. Uh, yes and no. I think I'm like Ruiz is starting to get to that, but mm. I'm thinking of like when 2008 and 2009. You know, we just had these like awesome playoff teams, and then Barry Zito left, Frank Thomas left, Nick Swisher got traded, and then we had fucking Jack Cust yeah. come up, and he had an article in Sports Illustrated about all this stuff. I feel like we haven't. And, like, that was a thing that, like, there's only something to get looked forward to with these teams. Yeah. And we're slowly finding out what it's going to be right now. And I think the nice part is, this is just me being an optimist, we're finding potential of where it could be. Whether it's Nick Allen figuring out how to hit, whether it's maybe Brent Rooker's going to sustain this, maybe it's Ruiz is going to steal 60 bases. Like, there's going to be, there's a lot. I mean, he's on pace to steal sixty bases or more. Uh, are you? Do you have any more about Nick on, or let's go jump right into him? To- uh, you want to jump into Ruiz? I was going to jump into my bit about um, the team in the future. And yeah, the oh positions. yeah, let's yeah yeah. I can I can see clear as day this the future of this team two years from now. I could name you every single position easily. That's how. I know the record doesn't show it, but that's how much the team is starting to develop and these guys are starting to stand out. Shay Langlier is a catcher, obviously. Duh. Tyler Soderstrom at first. Jordan Diaz at second. Nick Allen at short. Zach Geloff at third. Brent Rooker at left field. Esther Ruiz at center. J.J. Bleday in, in right field. And then you got role players. Uh, Lawrence Butler, who is a utility player, for those of you who don't know. I know he played a lot of outfield for the sp- in spring, but he can play first base. He can play second base. He's he's a little bit of a utility player. Um, Logan Davidson in the midfield are coming off the bench. Uh, uh, Denzel Clark in the outfield uh, as a sub. <clears throat> uh, rotation. Mason Miller. Uh, Kyle Muller. Ken Wolichuk, J.P. Sears, Freddie Tarnock. Boom. I just gave you the 2025 Oakland A's. You're welcome, listeners. With uh, a retiring... Jimenez closing. With the retiring... Uh, who's like some old guys? Josh Donaldson, that's our DH. Oh, God. Bring him back. Bring him back for one last is go around. DH? Yeah, it's... Actually, you know what? Lawrence Butler, DH. Boom. There we go. <laughs> yeah, I, and it's like that... It's just so hard to see what what it will be until we start seeing consistent everyday play from a lot of these guys. Yeah. Once we start seeing that happening, then I can feel like, all right, things are starting to click up a little bit. We can mm-hmm. have a true – right now we're just kind of just holding on to like what we think it would be. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Mason Miller, hey, look at that. Look at that. Segway. Segway. That's right. Just like the scooters. Mason Miller. Bad news, good news. Yes. Good news is – he won't need surgery. It's not season ending. Um, and it's not Tommy John, so it's not like a complete rebuild or rehab. Um, he did strain his UCL. He will be out for a while, but we'll probably see him sometime midsummer. So it's not anything major. That's great news. The bad news is it's gonna be out for a while. Yeah, I mean midsummer, late summer, that's fine. We're not in a pennant race, so it's not 
it's not dire. It's not Chris Bassett getting nailed in the face when we need him oh, most. God, I forgot about that. Um, do do you know if he's had Tommy John before? I don't. Okay, I'll, I'll try and think off the top of my head. I I don't think he has either. With how much heat he throws, I doubt it. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Um, it they definitely avoided the worst. I think it. Yeah. And it, it it's kind of a bummer though because it's like. I think what tweeted about it, just saying like this was like the one super positive thing we had to the first couple months of the season. Just how excited it was he was getting a lot of national attention, yeah. And it's just getting shelved, but it, it could it could have been much worse. So mm-hmm. I'm glad that's over with. Esrey Ruiz. I mean, he's gonna probably break Ricky Anderson's single season stolen base record. Wait, wasn't it Ricky's record like 130? I'm just kidding. Yeah, my like, God. Uh... I mean, he's he's kind of on pace for it. I'm wondering if he's not on pace for it. He's on pace for his like rookie record or something like that. But he's gonna steal like 80 stolen bases, dude. It's gonna be insane. It's gonna be the most we've seen in like 60, 70, 80. It's gonna be like the most we've seen in like 20 years. I'm wondering what the, it... the last like big sta- base dealer was like. Sean. Um, Figgins, Sean Figgins from the Angels, the third Billy baseman. Hamilton. Billy Hamilton, I don't think ever got more than like forty though. That's and DD. DD Gregorius. Oh, no, not DD Gregorius. Sorry, D Gordon. D Gordon had like fifty or sixty one season too. Um, I mean, I think the the pitch clock is a big, and the the new rules like thrown over to first is a big reason for that, but it's still pretty wild. The most deals Billy Hamilton had in this season was 59. Okay, what about Sean Figgins? Let's go look up Sean Figgins. He spelled his name weird. It was like C-H, right? Something like that. Uh, C-H-O-N-E. He stole 62 in 2005. Yeah. And then D. Gordon stole something around then. I remember it because that was when like the, the one year the Dodgers weren't good. I think it was like. <clears throat> the first year I moved here in 2014 or something like that. I think they had like a bunch of injuries and like D Gordon was like their best player. And he was like all they could be like excited about D strange. Gordon stole 64 bases. Yeah. 64, 58, 60. Jesus Christ. That guy was so fast. Yeah. It's kind of, yeah, there's a, you're right. I think there's a real chance. Like he can still he, he like can definitely get 60. If he doesn't get hurt, knock on wood, knock on wood. If you're with me, um, we got some Vegas news. We don't talk about that guy, John Gruden. Don't bring him up ever again. Oh, God. Uh, some Vegas news, but not really Vegas news because until the shovels are the ground, we don't know anything. Uh, Las Vegas or Nevada lawmakers have not yet introduced legislation to bring the Oakland A's to Las Vegas because they don't want to contribute as much to the deal as the team wants. Um, to tell you that uh, we already knew this, uh, Las Vegas, but. Uh, we could have told you that a mile before it even happened. Yeah, we've been saying this for weeks. There's some things going on behind closed doors. There's some people who, with a lot of power in that city that probably have a lot to say about it. I, you know, it's just more of the same. It's just more of the Fisher family just pissing off another city. So here's another scoop that was picked up. This is from... Uh, John Ralston, he is the CEO of the Nevada Independent. Uh, 
He said lawmakers are drawing the line at $195 million in public subsidy. Uh, hard bargainers that they are. Clark County's uh, dithering on its end. All of this is supposed to be resolved in 18 days. Yeah. There are the, – and keep in mind the A's want $400 million. Or initially it was $500 million, And then it was brought down because Bally's was said they're going to cover mm. – and then or cover a hundred million of it, they still needed like a hundred and five million dollars. Yeah. So there are two hundred million dollars. There's it looks like there's gonna be two hundred million dollar difference. Mm. Chris, can you tell me off the top of your head what is the difference between the uh, city of Oakland, California, and the the Oakland A's and how much they needed to cover? Eighty million dollars. Look, what was your major in college again? Film. Okay, my major was communications. So neither of us are math people. Mm-mm. I think eighty million is a lot less money than two to three hundred million. Yeah, it's pretty simple to me. It's it's just idiotic. It's just idiotic, and it's to the know, point bro. where, God, it's to the point where like we're gonna keep doing this. We're gonna we have to keep fighting because like mm-hmm. got a shout out to this amazing ESPN article that came out. Uh, written by uh, Tim uh, Tim Kaon, ESPN senior writer. Oakland A's fans aren't going down without a fight. And he was one of the – I'm happy you sent that to me because he was one of the first – or not one of the first, but it's just nice to he, see people on this big of a platform like ESPN, um, Ken Rosenthal was doing it for the Athletic, calling out bullshit. Mm. We're – they're seeing it right in front. We're not stupid anymore. This isn't 20 years ago where the expos were getting away with all this because a lot of people didn't have the resources that we do have now. Like, people are frustrated. People are upset. You can't get away with this anymore. Yeah. So it makes like what? I just wish somebody would. John Fisher would talk to somebody. I just wish this guy would say like, what makes you think this is going to work? He's not going to. He never will. <clears throat> if he goes out, he'll do it quietly. I mean. I don't know. I I don't know any. I don't know how much more I can break down this until I know we're updating it. But like, I don't know how much more I can say after just giving the update. Like, yeah, it's that's the same old it. shit, different day. It's just kind of hard to like have. It's just it's. Let's be honest. It's getting. It's harder to start recording these shows, and like we do it because like we love this team. Mm. We love having these conversations with each other. And, you know, for the people who do consistently listen to it, like, we love that you get to appreciate it. But, like, this shit is hard now because mm-hmm. it's, like, when the team is so terrible on the field, yeah. when you're hearing all this news all over the place, it's hard. So, it's, like, you're making things harder. John Fisher, by not telling you, is making things harder for himself. Mm-hmm. He's making things – Dave Cavill can never step in the barrier ever again in public sight. He's going to have to work a fake nose everywhere. You're making life worse for everybody involved than you are making it better. And you have the option to make it better if you just sold a team. Yeah, at what cost, too? It's like, you know, we, we, we talked about how, like, a big reason why a lot of this is happening is, like, you know, it's something about the money that he isn't getting in or in um, Oakland. And <clears throat> he thought he was going to get that money in Vegas and – it's because he doesn't have the money because Gap stock isn't doing so well. 
It's like, all right, dude, if you're losing your fortune because your company is going to shit because no one, I don't, I don't know anybody who bought Gap after the age of ten, but that's, you know, beyond the point. Um, uh, like, wouldn't selling your baseball team for like a couple billion dollars kind of solve that problem for you? Like, I just, it, I don't know, bro. Dude, check. Okay, check out today. So, um, today's Thursday, May eighteenth. Uh, MLS announced that they're having an official expansion team to San Diego. The new owners are, uh, I can't remember the name off his top of his head, but he's an Egyptian business owner. And then the other partial owners are going to be uh, members of a tribe native of Southern California, as well as Manny Machado. Hey, look at that. The expansion fee is $500 million that they had to pay. $500 million. That is up more. I think this is the last team that paid for an expansion fee was like 75 million somebody will buy the a's for a few bill at least because like that's just how the way the market works going to work now i mean the suns just got sold for five billion dollars i mean the a's aren't worth as much as the suns but they're a professional sports team that's in one of the major four major sports it's gonna sell for a couple billion at least and casey pratt had pointed out that he got a couple scoops that like he's talked to people like they have buyers. The A's have buyers still. Yeah, the Bears. Two major buyers lined up. One mm-hmm. of them is a pent- pent- the rumored that Tom Hanks is part of one. Yeah. Yeah. I, oh, that'd be so cool. It'd be cool if it's the right owner. I mean, honestly, I I want Steph. Steph should just be a partial. Owner. I doubt that. Like it be, it's I could see it as being a part of be a new Magic Johnson kind of thing. No. Nothing more I can really talk about it. It's just yeah, it's frustrating. It's, I'm I'm over the Vegas talk until the next update. <laughs> That's the best way I can explain it. The good news is we won't be recording next week because I'm going to be out of the state. So. Yeah, where are you going? I'm going to Disney World. Oh, nice. I heard it's like fucking way doper now. They did a bunch of new shit, right? They got a Guardians of the Galaxy roller coaster. They got a Tron. Yeah, but they roller have coaster. that. In... Oh, roller coaster. Yeah. Oh, no, I was gonna say Dude, they I'm have just... a Guardians ride at Disneyland. I'm just gonna be. How many days are you doing? Seven days. Yeah, yeah. You can't do it. In... You can't do it in two days. No. I yeah, keep. Well, I tell people that. I tell people that all the time because they're like, "Oh, Disneyland, I did in two days." It's like, yeah, dude. You don't know what you're talking. Got to go drinking around the world. Can't wait. I'm already planning out you my strategy. Oh, got to. Yeah. I already plan. I'm only Are you doing staying on site or one of the just one of the the hotels. We're staying there? at the on site throughout the resort. Those hotels are crazy. They're like a they're like they're like Vegas hotels. They're like built for you to never leave. Dude, the the first night, couple nights, we're staying at the Boardwalk, and it's connected to Epcot, so it's just like drinking out of the world. Oh, if cool. I can't make it, great, walk back to the room. Yeah. All right, you're welcome to Disney talk over here with us, but that's all we got. I mean, that's just kind of <laughs> what we do. We just kind of tangent off. Tangents. All right, let's preview the coming week. Toronto. Um, <laughs> this week we got Houston heading to Houston for a three-game series and then heading to Seattle for a four-game series um, Monday through Thursday. Julio, your player of the week – or, oh, sorry, your last week's um, Essential Tech Tool of the Week was – Oh, you didn't put him on here. Yeah, uh, it's a uh, Ken. It was Ken Waldachuk. Okay, cool. Ken Waldachuk was my guy. Oh, you did, yeah. Uh, he, uh, he wasn't terrible. He wasn't great. I think we're starting to see a little bit of improvement over his last few starts this season. He went seven, uh, five innings, seven hits, four runs, three earned runs, five strikeouts. Hey, ooh, three earned. Uh, or I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, five strikeouts but five walks. So. Right. I was just 
fuck around. And I think the thing is too, you got to take every all this with um, a little bit, you know, optimism to it. The Rangers are legit. I think the Rangers are actually like a really good baseball team. They're in first place. They're in first place. I keep for a saying this. They're in first place for a reason. So it's great to kind of see a little bit of, um, you know, going against one of these better teams and holding their own. Yeah. You'll take those kind of things. Uh, I had Brent Rooker and see if he could sustain this, his run. He did not. He's gotten um, he's gotten a tad bit worse. Not 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 a lot worse, but you know, a tad. Um, well, let me pull up his splits real quick, um, just to to give some context to the audience. And right now I'm stalling, so I could do that. I got it right here. Boom, done. Um. Last week, Brent Rooker, he had five hits, hit 200 batting average, four RBIs, one home run. I mean, that's it. Here's the thing: it's not like it's not like a slump. I mean, it's a slump, but it's not like a major slump. We've seen worse slumps than that. I mean, Tony Kemp had 44 straight up bats or something like that, where he didn't get hit. Finally, got one this past week. That was cool. Um, but you know. We'll see. We'll see if he, if he's a consistent player hitter, or if he's slumpy like, like a like a Ramon or something like that. All right, who's your player of the week? My player of the week. It's going to be one or the other, right? Is this like kind of our new tradition? Like you get one guy, I'll get the other, right? Yeah, I'm going to pick Nick Allen though. All right? Cool. Yeah, lead off. Okay, oh, yeah, go ahead and talk about him. Man. I mean, mine's going to be Nick Allen for all the reasons that we talked about earlier in the podcast. How he's hitting 375 this past week. You know what he's mastered? The art of the bunt. Yes, a he bunch was, of yes. his hits are bunts, and it's like smart man. Like he notices the third baseman's like hella far back. Like all right, I'll bunt it down. I'm faster than half the people on this field. Most of the people on this field. Um, it's great, and he times them out perfectly. Um, so yeah, I mean it's Nick Allen. He's putting on a, a show at shortstop, and then he's finally hitting. So it's great. Keep it up, Nick. Um, and I'm just gonna go to where Ruiz, the two guys we talked about, right nice. in the middle. He's hit three thirty three nice. on base percentage is four twelve. Uh, he had three walks, three steals, six RBIs. He had his first home run of the season. So hey, yo, there you go. And on this season, he's batting two seventy seven on base percentage at three forty. He's been advertised as we all thought. He's been awesome. Carolina Hurricanes just tied it up with. Um, Here comes 15, the story of the left. hurricane. Oh, sorry. Um, all right. Who, what's your essential tailgate two of the week? My essential Ooh, tailgate sorry. two of the week because it seems like he's starting to kind of figure things out a little bit is Ramon Loriano. Yeah, he's been playing. He's got he had two home runs last week. Yeah, he had two home runs. Home runs last mm-hmm. week. He's up to five on the season. Last year he only had thirteen. So he's already you know he's on pace to already pass that record. Um, it, the last week wasn't great. Or last year he had uh, thirteen. Uh, the last week wasn't great. He hit. 240 on base percentage was 240. He had the two home runs. So you got to see a little bit of optimism with that, that the power is coming in. He had a triple. The big thing I just want to see out of him is his strikeout rate needs to freaking reduce. It never does, though, dude. He struck it out. It literally never does. He struck out 12 times in the last week. He had 25 at bats, and 12 of those at bats were strikeouts. So if he can just somehow bring that down a little bit, um, even if it's just. If he contact, you'll take that progress. Yeah. But Ramon, and, and you know what? I think another thing, too, he loves playing against the Astros. He just hates playing yeah. against – like, he loves – hates. He hates 
loves, hates playing against Astro. You know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah. So, Ramon, you're my guy. Uh, I'm going to pick Kyle Muller. He's been struggling the past few starts. He had a pretty good start on um, yesterday. It was yesterday? I think it was yesterday. He had a pretty good start going yesterday, and then he just had one bad inning in the fourth inning that he gave up just a bunch of runs, and he just, like, lost it. It was his third time through the lineup. And, um, I mean, that'll that'll just that'll happen. Um, but he's had a rough go of it. I think he can he can pick it up. You know, this is going to be an unconventional thing, and nobody's ever done this in baseball history. But I think this uh, rotation should just go bullpen by committee for the rest of the year because it sounds like all these guys do great through two, three innings, and that's it. Let's fuck it. Get, let's get weird. We're going to squeeze bunt every single at-bat. We're going to have by bullpen committee. With the, committee with the starting rotation? The whole starting rotation because they only can get two or three innings out of all these guys. Hmm. We're going to make baseball weird. We're going to make it as weird as possible. Should we just do um, the opener every game? Yeah, exactly. An opener every game. God. Remember that and how that didn't last very long? I mean, the Rays still do it. The Rays still do it. Do the they? Padres are doing it. Do yeah, it it's, just not as, uh, it's just not as popular, I guess, because mm. it's, it's nice when you're having – when your arm's on all there kind of thing. But uh, Do you want to give some Warriors thoughts before we end the podcast? I'm so sick of people saying, oh, the, oh, oh, the dynasty's over. Oh, the dynasty's over. You don't get the, you don't get to say when it's over. Yeah. It's over when they're all retired. And that, like, you, how quickly people are to say those comments after Steph had, again, one of the best seasons of his career. Yeah. And you don't think that, like, Joe Lacob is such a psychopath that he's going to find any way possible to keep this going. It's not. We're uh, look, we're disappointed. Obviously, the season sucked. Mm-hmm. I think Kerr has, and Kerr said a really great quote the other day where he was like, "You know, this losing taught us a lot of the flaws that we didn't realize we had because losing's the best." He didn't say that part, but or he didn't say losing's the best teacher. But it's true. There were so many problems the team had all year long that they, whether it's arrogance, whether it's just the inflexibility of it all like there's other things that could have done to make this team better and never did so hopefully this Draymond punching jordan pool in the face before that the season started probably didn't help doesn't help at all that is correct you shouldn't punch yeah, your coworkers. i mean in the even, face. even bill simmons talked about it because he had been sent like he, you know he's trying to do a show so he's like every week since the playoffs like is dynasty gonna be over and he kind of said like dynasty's not over like there's moves to be made it's just about like and curry's still like in his prime i don't know how he is but still kind of is it's just about like how they make these moves like and how they build players around like i mean clay is back yes he had a rough series against against the lakers but he showed the second half of the season and in the first round of the playoffs that he is a version of what he used to be he's not the defensive monster that he was anymore but offensively he can still make some big plays so it's like you got these two guys and you got jordan pools up up and coming are they going to keep him or are they going to get rid of him and if they get rid of him or can they get the right role players like that's the thing there's you know there's a lot to be said about it but i mean it's just the way that they went out that was tough like getting whooped by the lakers in a game six where it looks like they just like they're they, they look had defeated they, yeah they looked defeated and there was a bunch of drama going on, on the bench Kaminga's fighting with the coaching staff. Jordan Poole doesn't even want to play. He's like all butthurt about what's going on. And he's like, 
down. I, I don't know. And I don't think butthurt. He, he looked like he was upset just like because he's not it, it, well. And it, you know what? It's And again, these are the things we don't realize or we probably noticed throughout the season and we just really as a forefront of the conversation. That bench compared to last year mm-hmm. where everybody had each other's backs. Everybody had so much energy. JTA and Damian Lee were the biggest cheerleaders for every single player. Yeah. We didn't see that once this season. No. You rarely saw these guys getting excited. So, like, that's the thing. It's like what happened in that culture where that shit just shifted. Yeah. It's it's okay. We got uh, we got the Oakland A's for the rest of the summer <laughs> until and the Raiders get, come we back. Have, we get to look forward to the Raiders who are probably going to suck. Oh, boy. Sick, bro. All right. That'll do it for the pod. Thanks for listening. Town Ki- at Town Tailgate on Twitter. Uh, thank you for the Fan First Sports Network for sponsoring us. And Oaktown Boys. Oaktown Boys. Check out their podcast. They just dropped one on Tuesday, the um, 17th. This is going to come out Friday, the 19th. Um, Julio, uh, can we get an enthusiastic last but not least? Until the casket drops, let's go, Oakland. Fuck you, Vegas. Oh.